This is CRS Radio, the Knowledge Station. You are listening to Motown Legends and Alumni with Billy and Billy. And Billy, you are on live. And hello, right now, hello, hello. This isn't Billy. This is TJ, but I'm here. How are you, Billy? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, TJ? I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. you know how it works be, with the switchboard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he'll I be on momentarily. Right yeah. 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 So, if you'd like, we will go to a break until we hear from Billy and possibly Billy, uh, but we'll be right back. <laughs>
talk to me The way you say you miss me, girl O.B. You give me, give me sweet love, Sweet love, sweet love You give me, give me sweet love,
This is CRS Radio, the knowledge station. You are listening to Motown Legends and Alumni with Billy and Billy. And we are here worldwide. Billy and Billy on the Motown Alumni Show. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Um, if everybody's in, uh, Denise, are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Hi, everybody. Glad right. to be here on Billy and Billy. Okay, how about Tim? Tim, are you there? TJ's here. All right, all right. TJ's here. All right, tonight we're going to talk about Smokey Robinson um, and his his career throughout the years. Um, he has been, oh, my God, he's been around for probably seven, eight decades at least and still going strong. I actually um, had an opportunity to see uh, one of his uh, shows, and the guy is still moving like he's still in, in the old group. You know what I'm saying? So um mm-hmm. very impressed with everything that's going on. Yeah. So, um, so I would like to see what anybody's response will be uh, in terms of some of the – what's the most popular song that you can remember – um, that he he brought out that he released. Um, he has he said he has had several. So I'm gonna ask uh, Denise first, and then TJ, you can respond back. Always ladies first. Always ladies first. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, the song that I liked the most from him was it was the Ooh Baby Baby. Yeah. That one. That one I used to do. What was the name? I used of that? to do that one. You used to do that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, back in the, the earlier years. Yeah. And see, my mother, um, how she, about you? as a teenager, had a crush on Smokey Robinson because, you know, right. I told her, I told her, I said, Mom, guess what? That's Billy's cousin. And she says, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, no, um, he's done so many. I mean, so many songs. I liked, I mean, it's hard to choose. From one, because, you know, I grew up <laughs> just listening. But that one right there just stopped. Smoky. Yeah. And how about you, DJ? Mm-hmm. Even your dog, even your dog baby, is breathing. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> even your yeah. dog agrees with that. See there? Yeah. But you can't even know mine. Mine is some people say I'm the life of the party. Cause I tell Tears of a clown. Tears of a clown. Yeah. Tears of a clown. You know, I have to I say like coming up the younger. Line is, although I might be laughing hardly, but deep inside I'm yeah. So take a good uh-huh. look in my face. Man, that, that song is Oh, what about cruising? Me, oh, let me stop in a little bit. Cruising? Yeah. 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 If, if, if well, I'll tell you, there's been in many. Yeah, he had hits you know, from I, the late 50s, 60s, all the way up to the 80s, just like the Isley Brothers. Yeah. Those are two two and, recording artists, Smokey and the Isley Brothers. They've had hit songs in every decade since the late 50s, and people don't even yeah. know about that. Smokey's and and Smokey's you know something, um, as far as I'm concerned, um, Smokey is actually the voice of Motown since he was one of the founders there, you know after yep. all the good singers that they've had throughout and groups that they had throughout the years, um, he's very, um, 
uh, implemented into that system because he was a great writer um, and, and a great singer. So, I mean, quite naturally, I could see the talent a mile away in the songs that he did throughout the decades. You know, me coming up at a younger age, and it, that was one of my, my favorite artists when I was a young kid. And uh, I used yeah. to sit by the stereo man and just listen to his stuff and, and try to imitate him, you know. And uh, I did it fairly, fairly well. Um, coming up, because I used to do yes, little parties yes, and stuff in grade school and, you know, stuff yes. like that. So uh, <laughs> that was probably one of the most popular songs or artists that my mom played um, at that point in time. Um, because, as you know, Marvin, you know, in the earlier years, when my mom was, like, probably in her 20s, early 30s, Marvin was probably, you know, the guy back then, along with Smokey. Oh. And then you had... Temptations yeah. and, and the Supremes. So yeah. I have to say, to out of the all the hits, Sinatra, like you said, movie. every decade. Yeah. Every decade, oh, yeah. he's had oh. a hit. Yeah, and, and you yeah. know what gets wow. me about that, Billy and Denise? You know what gets me about that? Is that Wait. if you look at talented people like that, they're also strong songwriters and producers. Not only yeah. do they stand the test of time, but you notice even in the latter years, like when the Temptations went through their turmoil in the late 70s, when Otis started writing songs, you notice how their longevity started to stick. That's the thing about mm-hmm. it, right. is that if the talent is in you, it's there. Smokey had it from the beginning. Uh, he told the story about how he and Barry Gordy met at a failed audition at Brunswick Records, and uh, he asked Smokey, uh, they, they got an elevator afterwards because each one of them had their own interviews. And they got on the elevator. Barry said, "This morning, he said, do you have songs? Can you write? Can you write songs, or do you have songs, or something like that?" He said, "Do I?" And he held up his little book. He had a little binder or something. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "You got right. any more songs?" The smoke goes, "Do I more?" <laughs> and then they became friends right away. Right. And that was what fifty. Jesus, I can't. They were like maybe sixteen or seventy because Barry's a, a year or two older than Smokey. So they were they were just young guys, yeah. 18, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and to me, the, the reason why he has such longevity, he's a singer-songwriter, producer, and arranger. Right. So that, all that oh. talent is in one person. You're going to make sure that you're, you know, uh, arranging is very hard. They say that about Brian McKnight. He's one of the best arrangers in the business. But if you, right. if you look at it, Smokey is a, is a, what do they call it? He's, a, he's a, not only a, a triple threat, he's a quadruple uh, threat. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, because he can do it all. He can do, it. and yeah. and Denise, you were right because the ladies did fall in love with him. But look at them eyes. I think that's what got the ladies. Smokey's eyes. Yeah, uh, yeah. He looked like his cousin, yeah. though. You know. <laughs> yeah. Don't he? I mean, with yeah, the, yeah. with my older man, pictures, with my older. Now, but he had some. Smokey had some pretty eyes. Don't Billy. I mean, don't yeah. Billy. I mean, they resemble because it just. I mean, when he when he said yeah. he's like. Yes. You know yes. what? Billy, I found that with yes, Billy, I tell you, Billy's got them pretty eyes too now, Billy. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. Cousin. If you take and put, if you put my um, 8 by 10 from back in uh, the 80s, the early 80s, and you put Smokey next to that, you would probably think that, okay, either they're, that's Dangerous. his son, that's Smokey's son, or maybe his brother. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yep. Right. If you would have, like, for instance, if they had, let's let's say hypothetically, you're looking at a magazine 
and say I'm running mm-hmm. an ad, and Smokey's on the next page, so I want to be on that ad before we go to Smokey. So that ad might say, uh, Mr. Love is looking for his father. And then they turn yeah. to the page, and like, what My the heck? My you know trying what I'm saying? to get in on the conversation. I think yeah. he likes Smokey, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? I'll tell you, I mean, they. I think they started hitting, from what I can remember, being about maybe seven or eight years old. Um, that's when I yeah. was, you know, more in tune to, to the music. And that's when I realized mm-hmm. with the, when my mom was coming up, they were having little get-togethers with family members and friends. And they'd be playing, right. you know, the uh, Motown stuff quite often. And we yeah. had people, we oh, had yeah. one of the members of the Drifters uh, used to come over. And, and that kind of inspired me. My, my aunt sung. It inspired me a lot. My mother sung. So that was what got me really stimulating. Then we had Junior Walker's uh, cousin that used to come by yeah. on the weekends uh, for parties. So I had nothing but talent around me, you know? And uh, when you mentioned Brunswick, uh, TJ, it took me back to me and Tommy McGee, uh, which was the guy that managed okay. me back uh, in the 70s. He had a deal with Brunswick. And, you know, I didn't exactly know. I mean, I remember the label, but I was down in all in that, that place, man. And it just kind of took me back to those years. Um, and Brunswick was no longer, but they had they had a nice roster of artists, from what I can remember. But uh, huh. when you get into to artists like Smokey, um, they are just one of a kind. I mean, there's just like Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind and Fire, one of a kind of, of artist. I mean, multi talented. Maurice, you know, Maurice. Oh my God, that, Maurice! Music. That yeah, man Maurice, was a genius. Yeah. He was a genius. And and Smokey was also, uh, and then of course, of course you know Barry, you know, running with Smokey the uh, Barry. Barry the wrote, label you know, situation. Barry wrote those hits for Jackie Wilson. He wrote Reap Petite. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, I can't this, I, this escaped me for me, but he wrote like there was three or four real popular Jackie Wilson's hits. Barry Gordy is a songwriter. Yeah, Lonely Teardrop uh-huh. on Jackie was That's one. Lonely, um, yeah. Lonely Teardrops. And what was the other one? Reap Your love kids keeps lifting me higher. Um, yeah. Very oh, nice yeah, song. Like that one. Yes. Oh yeah, that yeah, guy no. could go. And you I know who, know who they had picked? You know who they had picked to do um, Jackie Wilson in a movie? They had who? picked our boy, who? Ray Potter. You? Oh, they had picked oh. Ray Potter, but, but um, it didn't good. work out. Ray would have been a good man to do it. Ray, we and Ray grew yeah. up together. Graduated same year, different high schools, but we grew up in Lansing together. We've been friends all our lives. It was Sting Ray he could have pulled it off, man. He could have pulled it off. That'd have been the perfect Jackie. You couldn't tell the difference between the two, other than Ray was taller than Jackie, still and all. I right. mean, the hair style back in them days, and the race would wear that kind of hairstyle, and he just had the look, and he was actually a, a natural. At what he did. I mean, Ray could have been um, not only a singer, producer, artist, he was also a mm-hmm. comedian. I mean, he was a yeah. very, oh, very yeah. talented oh, yeah. person. He could have, he could have, he could have did a, laughing, man. oh man, <laughs> oh man, he kept me rolling all the time, you know, but oh, you wow. know, <laughs> these opportunities came because he had so many different opportunities, but he just was really, uh, He's really Mr. Round, 
on the drug situation, and that's the sad part of it. Because I know he was fighting every day to try to get away from it. And I never will forget the time when I got out of the hospital. I finally got out of the hospital because Ray would call me dang near every day and wondering when I'm going to get home. So every time I'd say I'm coming home, they changed it, changed it up because something was going on. But the day I did right. come home, Ray got to my house probably about a half an hour after I was home. And he wasn't using because he stayed like, he stayed for about four or five minutes. And Ray never stayed that long unless we were yeah. actually doing some recording. You know, so right. I know he was really trying to fight that addiction. It just right. got the best of him, you know. So, mm. you know, so I don't want to side, you know, set us on the side step here. But uh, let's get back to Smokey. Um, Smokey has oh. been, uh, his vo- vocals have been just as pure and crisp as ever before. Uh, he hasn't lost not one step throughout his whole career of, of being a singer, producer. Um, I, I wow. think that had I known him back in those days, um, I could have really, it could have happened. You know, it could have happened on hmm. a major, major level. You know, now, yeah. would it be a situation that, you know, I'd outshine Smokey? No, I don't think that would have been the case. I think what would happen here, I think we'd have had some nice hits. I think that uh, in, in highlighting Smokey, it may be a Grammy or something like that to come out and redo one of the songs, you know what I'm saying, and do it at, at the Grammy or something like that. Um, right. Because the vocals are somewhat similar. Um, but then you can say a little bit of uh, Philip Bailey on me vocally. You know, so there's some thong, songs yeah. I can do by Earth, Wind & Fire, and there are some songs I can do with Smokey. So it had been, it'd been oh. very interesting if I'd have had that influence from a cousin you know, like I did with Ray and, and with Jeff and those guys, uh, it had been really, right. it would really developed into something, you know, and it's so bad that I didn't have a chance to meet Smokey out of all of it because, you know, I mean, out there chasing the dream and I didn't know at that time he was a relative because if that had been the case, I probably could have, you know, went to Motown years back and got introduced to him, you know, right. I mean, even back when um, Bobby, Bobby DeBarge was with Motown. I probably could have oh, had yeah. a chance then, but I didn't know, you know? All I know is that he was a favorite of mine. Smokey was, you know, he's one of my favorites. So I'm listing mm-hmm. 10 um, vocalists, you know, it would be, he'd be one of the top 10 in that. You'd have to look at, of course, you'd have to look at Philip. You'd have to look at Marvin Gaye. you got to look at Smokey. Um, you got to look at Kendrick's. I mean, it's just a lot of different situations in terms of vocalists. And I'm just talking about people that are, are tenors uh, slash sopranos. You know, these right. are very special vocals that these people have. I would love to have the range that Philip had. That guy is amazing. Now, you know, he, uh, he took a lot of control of the group after Maurice left. And uh, with that being said, he had to play two roles, and that's pretty tough, man. You're 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 doing your part, but you're doing Maurice's part as well. Right. So when I last seen them, probably about maybe about four years ago, um, I was backstage with them, and uh, 
and when he went on, he was still able to do some things, but you know, he's kind of like kicked back a little bit. So um, he's not trying to really work that hard anymore, but he has his moments, you know, as we all right. do, um, you know, cause the older you get, the fine tune you get, but can he still street? Can he still reach out and hit them keys? Yeah, he can still do it. Um, but probably not as crisp as he used to be. But hey, you would know it. You would know it. You know. But like with Smokey, I, you know, just watching him, it's just the guy is so precision, and and it's like without having a vocal instructor. You know, I never had a vocal instructor myself, neither. And this is just, you know, the 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 the, uh, the specialty. I won't say the specialty, but just the the uh, talent that he had alone to be able to uh, correct in every key, every note, and not miss the beat. That's not an easy yeah, thing to do. It's not yeah, easy, you know. And I've been doing it throughout food. my life. Yeah, you guys didn't have auto-tune back then. So, you know, you, you, yeah. you, you if you could sing, you could sing. Not S-I-N-G, S-A-N, S-A-N-G. <laughs> yeah, and, and see, that's the, that's the deal. You know, I mean, I came up with a bunch of people that were crooners. You know what I'm saying? So I had always, you know, look at them for encouragement. They make me go to the woodshed and just start working on my craft even more. And then when it got to that opportunity, when I made the transition to leave Grand Rapids to get away from all the nonsense that I was in, <clears throat> I had to go woodshed up north for a while to get myself back. I came back, what, four years later and decided that Grand Rapids wasn't where I needed to be. So I ended up over here in Lansing. So that was the launching of my career. And, and I'll give you guys a little secret. The thing with it is, is that if it wasn't for Jay Vell, Jeffrey Valentine, I probably would have never oh. gotten back into the business. And how that came about, so when I moved here, I knew, um, I knew Kevin and I knew Bobby. So when I moved here, they were doing promotions with Archon. And, you know, I had some money and I was like, well, shoot, I'll just go ahead and, and do, get into promotions. You know, I wasn't even thinking about singing anymore. So um, they brought... Um, Bobby and them, and when they came down, Jeff was playing with them, and Mike Matthews. So, you know, I was like, greeted them, man. It's like, glad to see them. And after the show was over, we sat down and talked, and Jeff said, look, I got a, a new um, record coming on. What you what you doing? He said, I got a new record coming out. I said, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm, you know, thinking about getting some promotions and stuff. He said, man, you're not singing? I said, man, I sing around the house. You know what I'm saying? But that's about it. He says, man, we got to get you in the studio. I'm like, man, you know, I don't know, man. Like, that's where I was at with it. So finally, you know, it all came together with L. Travis and everybody. And I ended up back recording. And it ended up working out for me, you know. And it Mm -hmm. just, you know, if it was for him, I wouldn't have been in music. I'd have been doing something totally different. And it probably been, you Mm -hmm. know, promotion. You know, because I still have to have myself in the music some kind of way. That's just the way I am. You know, so right. I'd say, you know, with me, I'm a part of all aspects of, of the entertainment business. So, yeah. But uh, what do you think the the best song that, that Smokey did, and this is a hard one. This is a hard one. The people out there listening, 
uh, you can you can call in, you know, at the number. Uh, Denise, if you want to shout the number out, um, they can call in, and, and I'm oh, going to yeah. ask this question. You know, here's the number. I'm going to ask this question. Go ahead. It's six six one four six seven two four zero seven. That's six six one. Four six seven two four zero seven, and I believe you dial one if you want me to notice your hand so that you could talk to Billy. There you go. About Smokey yes. Robinson. So, so what do you think, guys? If you're gonna put, if you're gonna pick, I'm gonna give you guys the benefit of the doubt. If you're gonna pick <laughs> two songs out of Smokey's category, a uh, catalog, which that were most of because all of them were, but I'm just in, in terms of you guys. Which two would you pick? That would be the most popular. Oh. Wow. Mm. Ladies first. Well, the one I, I said. Oh. The one I said, and then um, being well, ooh, being with you. He's got a lot of good ones. Oh, being with you. I used to do that one. That was a nice song. I used mm. to do that song. Um, mm-hmm. What about you, TJ? Uh, like I said, uh, tracks for my tears. I'm a balladeer lover, man. I'm I'm, I'm a classic soul balladeer R&B man. So, tracks for my oh, tears no doubt. Would be my number one. And then, uh, oh man, number two, number two. Maybe you really got a hold on me. I like that one too. Oh yeah. Okay, you going back? You going back? Yeah. Now my two would be this. My two, as though I love all of them. But you gotta say that what's going on is one of my number ones, um, and also "Ooh, baby, baby." I had to go with those two, but not taken away from anything else. Because you got, you know, "Don't Miss with Mr. T." I mean, when he went to that, I mean, Marvin was, you know, on. We're talking about Marvin Gaye, but um, now back to Smokey. But when you said, uh, "I said what's yeah. going on?" Let's see. Let me take that back. Then, "Ooh, baby, baby." And uh, what was the other one I had uh, that Smokey did? It was uh, the tracks of my tears. I had to agree on that too. Them were the two um, coming up were the most crucial ones. That was that made me, you know, what I what I am today. Just by sitting by that stereo, um, you know, every weekend, just sitting by it, you know. In the summer months, yeah. my mom, and my dad be at work. My mom be listening also, to music and stuff like that. Yeah. A second that emotion. Yeah. yeah. Second that yeah. emotion. Yeah. yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. That's a good song, too. Uh, I think that, you know, uh, when I do have the opportunity to go back on stage, I think I'll do a few of those songs. Um, just because these are songs that a lot of people don't hear on a day-to-day. And, and a lot of songs that I would pick you know, for my repertoire would be songs that people are not hearing at clubs and stuff like that. You know, it'd be something totally different. Right. So, so yeah. And, uh, cause you go into different clubs that have bands. They're just basically playing the top 40 stuff and nobody's really going back and reaching back to some of the older stuff that people that are in their, their forties and some in their thirties would really get, a, really enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think I would do something like that. So that's how we're going to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can't wait. You know, I'm just kind of like trying to get my system together. Um, 
you know, I, I've kind of cut back. The only thing I'm having problems with is just uh, um, eating too much snack stuff. I got to get back to a basic diet and uh, oh, start getting my jogging that? and stuff in, you know. <laughs> so, anyway. A, oh, wow. Um, I, I have a sweet tooth forever, Billy. I'm not a... <laughs> oh, me too. I can't give you a I'm advice. bad at it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm real bad at it. I have to really, some days I have to just pass by, you know, Dollar General, Dollar General or Dollar, you know, Dollar Store. I just got to pass by it because, yeah, I'm I'm pretty weak for it. So I got to just focus on getting my, you know, jogging down and stuff like that. So I'm in decent shape, I must say, you know, but Mm -hmm. I I learned one thing, you know, when I did that show last year, that 45 minutes which was pretty much a breeze for me. Um, it was a little mm-hmm. struggle. And I kind of struggled, you know, but I made it through the last song. But that was because yeah. I wasn't really doing any walking and jogging and stuff like that. I just felt good right. and like I'm going out and doing it. And I didn't have to do 45. They only want me to do 15. But they said, do as much as you want, basically. But I only got, you know, oh, okay. X amount of dollars for 15 minutes, which is they really paid me well. So I'm like, I'm just going to give them back, you know, some more. So I had more stuff. So that's why I went ahead and did the 45. But, man, I was like, oh, that was a lot, yeah. <laughs> you know. So I yeah. definitely have to be in shape. But I hope to be prepared um, before we get over to, to Israel, you know, because I'll probably oh, do yeah. um, a couple songs there, you know two or three songs and who knows here in the States um, we might get it crack, get it cracking here as well. But yes, um, let's do this. Let's, let's do this. Let's take a quick commercial if you're ready. And we're going to come back with, with more on Smokey Robinson. Oh yeah. And we'll be right back. You're listening to CRS radio, the knowledge station. With Motown, Legends and Alumni, with Billy and Billy. This week's topic, Smokey Robinson. And we'll be right back, right after this. From author Dr. Denise Gotadis comes a self-help guide that will give you valuable information about the world around you in ways never imagined. The metaphysical God in relation to his creation. Available on Amazon. In this must-read book, you will learn about your importance in the world and the metaphysical universe around you. You will be introduced to the metaphysical God who has a relationship with you and those around you. Whether you are aware of this or not, you come into contact with him daily. He is omnipresent metaphysically. He is in and out outside of his creation. And what does a metaphysical God have to do with you and the creation around you? You are a very big piece of a huge puzzle. The Metaphysical God in relation to his creator. From author Dr. Denise Gotadis is available on Amazon. Order your copy right now.
And we are back. And everybody there, um, TJ. Oh, yeah. All right. TJ. And those yeah, songs were here. awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just right. the music. Right. Oh, those well, two songs were by on that yours truly, Goldie Love. Yeah. Billy, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> That was so, good. Yeah. I mean, I I was just into the songs. Well, uh, let me tell you a little history on that. TG, I sent it over to you. So if you want to um, run it past uh, the audience and let them know who was involved uh, on both the songs. Okay. The first cut, um, Say You Are. Yes. Say You Are was uh, you, Stingray Potter, DJ The Butcher. And Tim Cunningham, uh, our Tim Cunningham. <laughs> yes. And Hurry Don't uh, You Wait. Only. Hurry Don't You Wait involved Jay Valentine, Bobby DeBarge, Al Travis, Mike Matthews on keys. Al and Billy Goldie Love wrote the song. Jeff and Bobby produced it for my main man, Goldie Love. <laughs> there you go. And that's the history yeah. of that. Um we have some more stuff that I have to just dig through and find. Um, and once I get that, I'll, I'll send it over um, to Denise okay. so she can put it up. But, um, yeah, it was an amazing time. It was really amazing time. And I wouldn't give that up for nothing in the world because, you know, I remember going to the studio because me and Elle wrote that song. Oh, my God. It took us about 45 minutes to write it. And then I, I got it, and I got the track with it. And I remember I was around my, my apartment complex over on Pennsylvania, and I was yeah. working on rehearsing it. And I finally got it, you know, where I wanted it at. And it just stuck. It stuck. And then once I got into the studio, this was actually the first time that I actually was in the studio. So it was outside of just, you know, maybe doing some things with people um, in their their studios. But uh, into a real studio, it was like, you know, I was kind of like really nervous. I'm like, whoa, you know, so everything, the song's been built, um, listening to it and uh, get in the booth. So uh, I've got Jay Vell back there, Jeffrey Valentine and Bobby DeBars. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to open the song up because the intro is, is a little bit longer, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, let me come up with something for the intro. And uh, so I'm trying to come up with something. They took a couple takes, you know, with something else I was trying to do. And I was like, nah, man, you know, just, you know, you just fill it, just fill it. So I just finally, you know, I said, just run the track. And uh, Both I just kind of just a just... one take. It was one take. I just, you know, it was, was talking. one take. It was actually a true story. It was a true story. Wow. And I just went ahead and, and just said the intro. And then I went into the song. Um, so, um, they were actually there um, supporting and, and making sure that everything was going well. Uh, I, made a, yeah. I made a stop maybe a couple times um, and just to make some adjustments, and that was it. So that song Those uh, was, songs are was awesome. my that was my favorite, one <laughs> yeah. of my favorites. Yes. And then I remember the first time you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and for say you are. That was a a gift from Ray Pot Ray Potter Stingray. Um, that was a gift from him. We we're convinced that oh. uh, Kim would be the guy that would be on sax, 
And so what we did is uh, mm-hmm. we approached him because first we were going to have Josh, but then you know we all worked together at the Urban League, so oh, Josh we decided to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Josh Hicks, Hicks was actually supposed to be on the track. I, she's actually with us in, in uh, our work uh, place. So we all were we, oh. we weren't musicians; we were singers. So we all just combined yeah. our efforts and went in and did it. So when we got right. done, then Tim came in and did the uh, the jazz part of it. So and we just had the background vocals in it. So, but uh, it was an amazing time. I remember uh, this distinctively um, uh, with the butcher butcher being there. It's like the second verse. You know, for some odd reason, I was having a hard time going into the second verse, and it really wasn't that hard. I think I was just so excited, and we're kind of like in a rush too because we were going to go to this. Uh, this um, program in Atlanta, Georgia, called Jack the Rapper. Everybody oh, yeah. around the world there. there. They had the labels there. They had everybody there. I mean, you, you can walk up and talk to Pachaka Chan. Um, you can walk up and talk to Howard Hewitt. Anybody was there, okay. and everybody. Talk to Curtis Mayfield. Freddie Jackson. Melvin. Mel- yeah. Hey, man. Uh, uh, Jack Gibson Denise was one Wilson. of the founding fathers of black radio, one of the founding black he, DJs. And he had yes. a convention every year in Atlanta, Georgia, called the Jack the Rapper Family Affair. Yes. And yes. it was a national thing for years. He, he lived to be, what was he, Billy? I think he was like 87 when he passed. Something like that. And, and see, this is the beauty yes. of that situation. It was a very well put together situation. You had the hotels. I think it cost like 125 for artists. Yep. And it was uh, For companies, it was more. Uh, for the companies to come in, mm-hmm. they'd get they'd rent out suites and stuff, you know. So you'd have Motown suites, you'd have Universal suites, and it'd be all over. You just walk through these suites, and you'll see their up and coming artists. You'll see even I meant uh, uh, um, Ron Isley, and uh, his uh, oh. what's her name that um, uh, you don't oh. have to cry um, oh. with the girl he was seeing oh. at that time. Uh, oh. You know what I'm talking about uh, Renee. You uh, don't Angela, have Angela to. Winbush. Yeah, Renee Angela. Angela Winbush. Angela Winsbush. Angela Winsbush. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Men, her. I mean, anybody you can think of. Um, anybody. I became Man, real good friends with I got the music story about Jack well, the what about the, what the, about the late Tina Turner? Did you ever meet her? Never met her. Um, and it's surprising See, she was not I found there. Out, I found out that that was my dad's sister's. They were friends. My dad, he was a singer also. Okay. And, uh, okay. I found, you know, they uh, owned a whole lot of uh, nightclubs and stuff in Texas. And my aunt, mm-hmm. they just happened to be friends with Tina and Ike Turner. And, right. you know, my aunt, she's deceased, though. She had died Much a few years entertainment. back. This is mm-hmm. how it kicked off. This is how Jack had it set up. You check in, you mm-hmm. get in there before, you know, noon or 1 o'clock, you check in. You know, on load, uh-huh. um, you know, throughout the day. Then come evening time, you go to the big, big banquet room. Banquet room. And yep. oh. I remember oh so well. I remember oh so well. Yes, you had. Uh, um, so that's how you met a majority. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. A lot of them I did. Um, and I met now, uh, um, not Bobby Brown. Did but, you uh, send me a picture, though, Billy? Um, it was uh, one of the pictures, I think. A picture. Did you take a picture like with Sister Sledge? Um, where is it me? Not. 
Not with Sister Sledge, no. <laughs> no, I, you know, oh, I got a Pebo Bryson story for you, uh, Billy. I got a Pebo Bryson story for you from uh, Jack the Rapper. I think it was okay. the first year me and Jay Price went down there together, and uh, uh-huh. they are uh, 9.9. Oh, you know, he helped found that group, that female group, uh, the, uh, Trio 9.9, and they were really good. Yeah. They yeah. had a showcase there in the afternoon. So we mm-hmm. go to the showcase, and I'm standing there, Jay Price, and this young, 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 sweet, young, pretty, beautiful young lady comes up talking to me, and I'm like, yeah, I said, no, I'm a afternoon drive time DJ from Lansing, Michigan. And that's why I'm like, where is Lansing, Michigan? I had to explain to her. And I used to make the joke, we're a suburb of Detroit, but that joke doesn't right. go over too well. So, <laughs> right. so um, <laughs> I had to explain to her, you know, where, where we were. So I did that. And the people of Bryson comes walking up, right? And I go, wow, wow, Mr. Bryson, I play your music on the radio, man. It's great to meet you. You are one of the greatest balladeers of all time. He said, yeah, thank you, young man. He said, he said to the girl, he, what did I tell you? I told you not to be talking to any of these disc jockeys. Come on, let's go. It was his daughter. She was 19. <laughs> oh, wow. I couldn't believe it, man. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> First, I got a little nervous. But I was like, Pebo Bryson, you know, he might have a couple bodyguards or something, you know. But I was like, you know me, I was a big dude. I can handle my own. So I was like, whoa, when he said that, come on. I was like, oh, Lord, no. Woo. Man, I Billy, I was yeah. like, well, I was looking around for Jay Price, you, anybody I could get. <laughs> boy, he was, oh, man, he was hot, boy. But I, I make people laugh when I tell them, like, such. he should have been, you know, he should have been happy. But I see, I'm a father of daughters, so I know how he felt. <laughs> right. But it was such Now, Billy, your contact event. was more with, um, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted. But, no, your contact no, was was more go with ahead. the barges, wasn't it? Um, actually, Variety, um, Shalimar uh, with Jeffrey Daniels. Shalimar, uh, that's the course, yeah. The Barge, um, Switch, which was uh, Tommy and, and Bobby, and uh, yeah. The Barge is also. Um, and then uh, I was somebody else that I was um, affiliated with. Um, there was an old school act, Tommy, uh, Timmy Thomas, Why Can't We Live Together? Okay. He goes back to the uh, oh, yeah. 68. 69. Wants to live together. Oh, yeah. I remember that, Jan. Yeah. And we became oh. very good friends. Uh, Betty White uh, was supposed to sign with her label. But what happened was Bobby, uh, he was down there uh, meeting with Timmy. And, of course, I turned yeah. Timmy on to Bobby. Bobby's my manager. So they're setting things up. And uh, when he came back, when Bobby came back, um, before we could actually get back down there, because he had everything in motion, and Bobby uh-huh. got uh, got busted, and that oh. ended that situation. So um, it kind of like this was like down here from there, down here from there. But you know, like yeah. I said, I had a chance to still get with some good promoters from my Detroit. Um, Elma Stallworth's uh, son was one of the promoters. Uh, she was a, a representative here in, uh, at the Capitol. Her son, I had no oh, idea in you, man, they used to get me some shows, man. I was on the uh, Lou Ross Telethon um, back there. Oh, I remember that. 70, oh, 70 you were. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I was on that. I was on yeah. with uh, the Temptations. Ashley was uh, David and, and Eddie. And remember Howard uh, Huntsbury, TJ? He used to be yeah. with a group called Clip. Yeah, he played Clip. Jackie in the movie. He played Jackie yeah. Wilson in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Howard Huntsbury. 
And it was it was Click. That's the name of the group they was with. Um, that was the name of yeah. the Click. They had a they had a single yeah. that was hot too, boy. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Oh, so I meant everybody that you can imagine down there. Yeah. Um, and had a loads of contacts. Um, the thing of it was is that I just didn't have the the backing financially to be able to kick out more material. But then, you know, oh, the only person gotcha. I had to work with, yeah, the only person I had to work with at that time was Jeff, and he was, you know, trying to, to you know, make get his uh, name out as well. So, you know, I wasn't mad at him. It's like, okay, you know, go ahead and do your thing. But uh, it was just one of them things, you know, sometimes things are meant to be, some things are not meant to be. But in terms of the kids now, Billy, today, they need to know this business. You know what I'm saying? They need to know the I business have and have their heads on. Oh, you do? I have something for you and TJ. <laughs> okay. Right Smokey Robinson's 10 greatest songs as they're ranked. Y'all okay. want to hear them? Ooh. Run it. Yeah. Okay. Number ten. Okay. Number ten was one heartbeat. Do you guys remember that song? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. One heartbeat was ranked. You don't? Let me see if I can get a get a um get a sound in here. Yeah. Get a sample. Well, anyway. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if I can get a sample. Okay. Let's see if I see can. That.
And that's cruising. You got right. it. Okay. Cruising was 79. And that was, that was number nine on the list. 80. And then number eight okay. was, um, it's Smokey Robinson, actually, and looked like the miracle. Shop around. Oh, with the miracle. Mm-hmm. Shop around. Oh, shop oh around. yeah. Mama told me. Yeah. You better shop you around. You better shop around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so shop okay. around. And that was Shuffle right. Around. That's number eight all time. All oh, right. and guess okay. what? Can you guys guess the next one? <laughs> oh, man. We mentioned be, it. Uh, oh, baby, baby, man. Uh, yep. One of mine. Right. Yep. I was right. Oh, ooh, baby, baby. Ooh, ooh, baby, baby. Ooh, that baby. one. Baby. <laughs> Okay. I got ESP. Number seven. Okay. So All one right. Of, one of my specialties. And let's see. Oh, yeah. And the then. The track of my tears. Nope. Number six. The end of it is road. I second Being that emotion. Oh, Remember that oh, one? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. We yeah. forgot about second that emotion. Oh, it's mm-hmm. If you got the and this is them in the audience. It's Smokey Robinson the Miracle. Maybe you Okay, number five. Oh, yeah. 
and just to see her. Do you guys remember that one? That's at number five. And just to see her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm like, whoa. I see the sample of that. I want to see if I can remember this one because me and my memory. I got to hear it. I got to hear it. Let's see. Oh, I remember. I remember it. Just to see her. Just to see Oh, yeah. It was a 1962 hit for the Miracles, right? Yep. And they said yeah. it sold yep. over a million copies. Wow, that was a lot back then. Jerry, Jerry, that's how much. This one too much. Find this next one. 
Okay. So the next one. Back to my tears was four, right? Back to my tears was number four. Let's see. That was number three. Okay. I think that was number three. Number three was check to my tears. Number four right. was number you really got a hold on me. Got a hold on me. Okay. All and right. now, now so number two, we're down number at two. two. Okay. Yeah. Number two is the tears of a clown. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember There's that one? Around. Yep, I definitely oh, yeah. do. Everybody remember that one? I'm gonna see if I can pull that yeah. buddy up. <laughs> oh my yes, goodness, because yes, yes. yeah, because um, I'm I'm gonna wait on number one, but I really wanna just review this one. <laughs> that are more 
uh, and loving in terms of, of the nonsense that they're trying to portray or have us portray. So yes. I'm looking. You um, could tell that the, the, the melody, you know, is changed. Everything yeah. is yep. so harsh, you know. Right. It, it, it's like right. on a different yeah. wavelength. It is. It is. And it's, and it's that's really we weird. You would think that we're being mind controlled. <laughs> Let yeah. Me be quiet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I um, I got two of them, out of out of all of them. So, but I, like I said, I kind of felt that those would be the ones that um would stand out um to everybody. So you know, oh, I mean, yeah. these are things that you know we'd like to talk about for the generations to come because it's so important that they keep um this type of influence in their life to turn that corner to make a change of love. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. what the bottom line is. You know, all God wants us to do is love one another. And uh, if we can do that, we'll make a breakthrough in this world and make a total difference. And that's what we have to do. So, and yeah, I'm like I said, Billy, the whole thing with even going to Israel, people may not, you know, really, really take right. this whole thing seriously, but it's bringing Motown to Israel, and it's like uh, Tikkun Olam, you know, you're healing each other, you're healing one another. I mean, concerts, you're bringing people together. Right. You're, we, you know, people may not see eye to eye with everything, but one thing you do have in common is the music, you know, it's the, the music. music. It is mm-hmm. the music, and, and that's why people have to yep. understand that you have to watch um, how you carry, carry yourself because, you know, you're out in public and uh, you never know what one day somebody come and tell you, man, I remember I've seen you asking a fool here, uh, and you're older with your grandkids, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's not a very good thing um, for people to have to, you know, to, to deal right. with. You see what I'm saying? So I mm-hmm. think it's best that, you know, we try to stay as loving as we possibly can Regardless of the situation, you know, I mean, there's so much hate in this world that it, it's, you can see it now. You can see everything that's going on. It's, it's being displayed. Um, it's on, it's on, crazy. Uh, you, know, you know, it's just yeah. being displayed, man. It's like they're just really bold with it now. They don't care. They don't care. Right? They want to promote the devil. That's what they want to do, you know. So we have to keep the influence going with uh, the people that are upcoming that are looking for uh, a better life. We gotta make that happen. You know, you know. You know, I say that if if people want to be the way that they are, if they are evil, let them be with each other, but let the people who know what's going on, who wanna heal the world, who wanna bring people together, let them come together, regardless of who they are. You know, that's when things are going to change, when people stand up to it. It's not going to change right. if people cower down. It's not no, going to ever not. change. And, and people have those how, that, you know, know the right thing to do should do it. Well, you know how, how right. people are being controlled in a great degree now because they're, they're accepting anything that's out there. On television, radio, they're just accepting it. They're not trying to change anything. They're not trying to say anything. 
And it's really a scary, scary situation. You know, I mean, it's got to be a point in time where you have to wake up and say, you know what, I can't take any more of this. You know, I just can't. I can't. You know what I'm saying? But That's right. people don't want to turn in that corner. You know, and you know what like, it is? It could be the money too. You know how people they go into a stupor because they have enough dollars in their pocket. They they're comfortable. I mean, it seems like society has the right amount of people that's just comfortable. They are like in a what do you call it? A coma? <laughs> you know, like when babies yeah. they drink too much milk, like a milk coma that they're content and they're not worried about anybody else but themselves. Until you well, know they come out of their little milk coma. <laughs> you know, and what they got to people have to take a step. Mm-hmm. What they got to basically is you, uh, understand that money is just fake. It's nothing. It's nothing to it. We've been tricked. The only right. honest truth is it's love. Everything else has been I've just never seen a bring truck behind the hearse. I've never seen a bring yeah. money truck behind the hearse. At a funeral, you, so, you know, money is just a means. Monetary, it's monetary. It's a means. It's a means to pay bills. It's a means that do all this. People that walk around this earth right now, who think that what they got, what they're going to get, and it's all about that. All money is money is a right now, right there thing. Bills got to be paid. It, you know, stuff's got to be take care of business. Okay, but it's how we treat. How each about other. the ones? The how about the money hoarders? Anytime, I mean, you could save it. But they're gonna yeah. they're working so hard to gain more and more and more and more. They'll never enjoy it. Right. Somebody else will. Yeah. Right. My Mr. King say any time is the right time to do the to do the right thing. You know, you can't well, just it wait. Is, it's not real. We're, we're a society of people that we're supposed to we're social social people. We're social. We're supposed to take care of your fellow man. That's what we're taught. You love thyself, right. yep. love thy neighbor thyself, right? Yeah. Right. But it's like it's not it's not like that. They're just looking at you know oh it's money and that's where they get caught up at. You know what I'm saying because it's money is it's not evil. You make it evil. You know and it, then it's, it's just it's, it's an illusion. Not, that's actually. right. It's not. And you know it's the visualization, right. Billy. The visualization. Yeah. They the yeah. people look at the TV and think that that's the way people should look. That's the way it's gonna be. They were talking about. You know, teenagers, the magazines, the images of the women on there, those standards. A lot of girls were being anorexic because they were trying to meet a certain standard. Or what about the surgeries some of the women do? What about some of the surgeries that some of the women do to put on extra bottom? I could not believe it. Me and my cousin, we were in Los Angeles. I was visiting. I couldn't believe what I seen. I, that's the first time I, I mean, when at the time I seen that, and I, I'm like, wow, that is not that girl's behind. No. And she walked in the store and she had a bun, and I'm like, oh my. Me and my cousin just looked at each other and we couldn't help it. We just busted out laughing because it's unnatural. Yeah. People are worshiping these off the wall images, but they don't know how foolish it is. People forgot the ability well, to love a person for who they are, not for what they look like or their appearances. Well, this is the whole issue on this situation. It's a monkey see, monkey do. So the more it's a program. We've all been programmed throughout our lives. Yeah. That's the truth. 
And when you, the more you sit in front of that TV, the more programming is going to take place. You don't have your own thoughts. You're sitting there looking at somebody else putting thoughts in your head, and this is what's going on. And you're dealing with the most sensitive um, younger generation where the brains are not totally developed. And it's it's a, yeah. it's a terrible thing, you know, because this is the future of what they got to look forward to. So that's what they're programmed to be. If you program somebody to watch violent movies all the time, what do you think is going to happen there? You're going to have violent people. If they're from kids all the way up, and they're, that's all they're watching is violent cartoons and violent movies, and their parents let them watch that, that's what you're going to end up with. So, if well, you, you do know, a test run, I was just thinking, though, I mean, it's, it's just uh, right on subject, though, because it's, you know, it's 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 discussing how the how crisp and how innocent the tune when we listen to Smokey Robinson, you can hear yeah. how different the music is. I mean, oh, his no music doubt. it was just so respectful. It was so calming, and it you know even the song that you sung on the program is so calming. It's so <laughs> relaxing. I mean, you could go to sleep with your radio on with, you know, the music nowadays. Well, yeah, you just can't. It's no peace. Well, you don't you find know? songs with those kind of melodies. You don't find songs with those kind of melodies anymore. You know what I mean? No, I mean, there's no. some out there, but not like on a consistent basis. You see, that's another thing why I said, look at Smokey's longevity. You know, look at all those cats. Look at the Isley Brothers' longevity. Just think about their music. Yeah. Think about the melodies of their music. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. That's why they've lasted so long. That's why they've lasted so long, because they have something that people love and people want to hear. That's why they lasted, you know? And I mean, that's it's our not goal, like, Billy. Like, yeah. That's our goal, you know? to bring back the right tonation, the right melody, the right, yeah. you know, people bring, help people, you know, to become more specific, um, respectful in music. I know that that. You know, it's all a part of what you're doing. Yeah. So that's what it all all boils down to is that we have to do the turnaround because right now we're up against, you know, we're trying to move a mountain now with what's going on now because the devil is being very blatant now. He don't care. They're just coming right out with it. You know, yeah, I worship the devil. You know what I'm saying? They're coming right out with it. I mean, it's just like Things that you would not even believe, you know. So it's mm-hmm. it's like we have to make that change. We have to make that transition. We've got to help these youths get there. And that's why it's important for the uh, the dance-off that we're working on, the dancers thing off. Um, we're doing that. Yeah. We're asking everybody to send their material in um, so we can start the uh, getting the dates together um, of when we're going to do this. I think it's going to be a great thing. It's going to be some, some nice prizes being won. Um, on other hand, you're going to get a chance to meet uh, some real people um, um, that are coming to the table with us. I was just informed on uh, yesterday's meeting on Zoom, that's the day before on Zoom, that we do have a facility. It's in Kalamazoo, and uh, it's 4,000 square feet, and uh, we'll be All able right. to launch a lot of the things we want to do. Um, so. That is where we're going to base ourselves at, and we're going to go from city to city, town to town. So if you wish to be a part of this situation, you can contact myself, Billy Tappan, 
um, at E-V-O-L-E-I-G-L-O-G. Um, and you can reach me at that, or you can reach Denise at her email. And go ahead. And, and that is G-O-T-A-U-T-I-S at yahoo.com. The same as my last name, G-O-T-A-U-T-A-U-T-I-S at yahoo.com. Yeah, and once again, E-V-O-L-E-I-D-L-O-G at A-O-L.com. We're looking to see your one minute, uh, or at least your your dance videos. We're going to do all genres, so uh, please send it in so we can start organizing everything and getting all these groups out and getting them exposed. And yes, please send your MP4, MP4 video so that um, we can uh, take a look at it, and we will be announcing you as a contestant. So I think it will be uh, rewarding no matter if you win, no matter if you lose. I mean, nobody's going to lose. Everybody that entered into the contest, you're going to be a winner in one way or another. So, hey, send it in. That's right. There's no losers. Um, we're just going to, you know, just put it out there. If you didn't make the cut, you know, it's always next time because it's always going to be something going on at Gabriel Entertainment. Um, so we will make some things happen. We'll have several projects coming on. So we have a game show that's going to be coming up. Um, that's going to be really hot. Um, and you guys are going to love that as well. So meanwhile, remember yeah. the dance talk and the sing yeah. off. So if you got, if you can dance, if you can sing, this is the time to prove it. It's time to make that move. And That's what I say. I'm hoping May for that presidential move. candidate soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That presidential candidate. Right oh, yeah. So, yes. Opportunities are there, and it just takes you to come on board to make it happen. We'll have um, a lot of stuff going on. We'll have some uh, – filming going on in there. We'll have um, the media there. So there'll be a lot of things that's going to be happening. Um, Everything's being put together as we speak. So your boy, your girl, your crew, your your host of the show for all they're working hard for you guys. This is for you. This is for you guys to make a difference in life. You know, so you never know. I mean, you might get some opportunities to do some dancing for some of these groups that we're going to be bringing. You know, or you might get an opportunity yep. to do some opening for some of these groups, you know. So you just never know what might have, what God might might supply you with. So, And we don't care that, if you sing opera. Enter the contest. Yes. That's We're right. That's right. You can sing. Because can you sing? That's the question. Person. Can you sing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, if there's one person saying opera, I guess she's got that locked down. She's the winner, but we know it's more than one opera singer. So yes, let's bring it all to the table, country and western, everything. Can, can you do everything? Can goes. you sing? That's what we want to know. Can yep. you do it? Yep. Yep. So that's where we're at. Yeah. So you're going to have a great time. We're going to have that. We're going to have probably after party after all these events. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. So see you there. So what do we yeah. got going on? What do we got? We got Smokey's situation. We, uh, I got to yeah, get a Smokey to, to Robinson. 
Well, right. you know he what? He, it would be a good idea <laughs> to invite Smokey Robinson um, what? to Israel. You know what? I'm if going not, to talk with uh, I'm going to talk with Billy because yeah. um, he's not able to talk. He's still on sabbatical. Sabbatical. I'm sorry about that. I meant to mention that earlier, but I was just so excited about the Smokey situation. But um, <laughs> I think that I can get maybe uh, Billy to uh, put that invite out there, and the fact that you know we are re- we are relatives that I may be at a chance to actually meet him. So let's see. Yeah, your cousin. You, never know what's you should meet your cousin. Yeah. So who knows? He could be a judge. Who knows? Nobody knows. So only oh, yeah. God knows, you know. So it's yeah. all good and fine. So what do we got um, coming up um, next commercial-wise? We got anything well, on on the, the burner? Well, we have. Oh, you mean as far as the commercials? Because commercial our friend, uh, our friend, the creator of the Matrix, she's still okay. pressing forward. Yeah. With what she knows. Sophia Stewart. Sophia yes. Stewart. Sophia yes, my good friend Sophia. Sophia. So. And so. Yeah, she's the matrix. Yeah. Genius. And yeah, so. we can. We can talk about her books a bit. I got the um, that commercial is uh, up, and we also have Vernon Maytone. Mind your mouth. Okay. <laughs> this is TJ's job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, Go TJ. ahead. Right I'm taking over now. Right. Sorry. We also still have the House of Style commercial coming up too, Billy. The House of oh, Style. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess, so, Billy. Sure. Go ahead. You're listening to CRS Radio, the Knowledge Station, Motown Legends and Alumni, with your host Billy and Billy. This week's guest host again, T.J. Jackson and Dr. Denise Gutierrez, sitting in having a great time. We'll be right back with more music and commercials right after this. Shalom, everyone. This is the host of the Black Jewish Queen live chat, Dr. Denise Gotadis. I am here to share with you and to announce on-demand best-selling book written by the owner, creator, and the writer of The Matrix and the Terminator, Oscar Award-winning Sophia Stewart. If you love her movies, you will love her book. And here is a list of those books that are now available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. The first book is The Third Eye. The second book is The Mother of the Matrix. The third book is Matrix Trivia. And her latest book, which is the fourth book, is The Evolution of Conscience, Cracking the Genetic Code. This is the Matrix 4 book. These books are on demand. Order your copy today. They are now available at Barnes and Noble and Amazon booksellers. Thank you. 
no soy pasajero Baby, sorry Oh, 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 oh Darling, sorry Oh, 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 oh Sé que me engañas No lo puedo ocultar Tus ojos te delatan Tú me diste la pata Ahora mismo te vas de mi casa Estás burlándote de mí Sí, después que de la calle Chori yo te recogí Desde que yo te vi supe que eras para mí Y con un chota de mi barrio a golpe yo me fui por ti eh. Pero todo me salió al revés Eso me pasa por loco De mi madre yo no me llevé Que no te diera mi corazón De todo era una ilusión Pero mami confundí Quería darme tu culón Era que estaba pasa de ron Y ya no estaba entero mi bloco Terminamos la cama como lo hicimos el amor, tú y yo, oh, como lo hicimos el amor, pero todo se acabó, de este fuego bebé ni ceniza quedó. Baby, sorry, oh, 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 darling, sorry, oh, 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 bye, no te quiero, perderte ya no me da miedo, sé que de una te va para limpiar, no bebé de tu tren, yo no soy pasajero. Baby, sorry, oh, 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 darling, sorry, oh, 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 sé que me engañas. No lo puedo ocultar, tus ojos te delatan, tú me diste la pata, ahora mismo te vas de mi casa. Uno no sabe lo que tiene, lo que tiene, hasta que lo pierde, hasta que lo pierde. Te toca ahora perder, la verdad es mala de ver, lo que sentía por ti murió y no va a volver. No sé si yo perdí o si gané, eh, no sé eh, por qué, es irónico pensar. Que después que tanto yo te amé, ni siquiera te voy a extrañar. Eras con mi amigo, no lo puedo creer. Siempre me fingía, ¿cómo lo iba yo a saber? Pero la noticia, que jamás en la vida te va a sorprender. Que te ves escondida con una mujer. Baby, sorry, oh, 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 oh. Darling, sorry, oh, 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 oh. Bye, no te quiero. Perderte ya no me da miedo, sé que de una te va para limpiar, no bebé de tu tren, yo no soy pasajero. Baby, sorry, oh, 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 darling, sorry, oh, 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 sé que me engañas, no lo puedo ocultar, tus ojos te delatan, tú me diste la pata, ahora mismo te vas de mi casa. <risa> Caja de Pandora, llena de sorpresas, ey, Joselito X2. DJ Pablo en la mezcla Akil Music Ey, Rankia O X2, X2 This is CRS Radio, the knowledge station You are listening to Motown Legends and Alumni with Billy and Billy And we are back Worldwide CRS Radio, the knowledge station with Motown and Motown with Billy and Billy, the alumni. And we are talking about uh, Smokey Robinson. Um, we are just getting back off in uh, break. So if you're trying to, uh, if you're just now catching up on things, we did a, a rundown of some of the uh, songs that Smokey had on the top 10 throughout the years of his career. And it just was a, a amazing it was an amazing career. So um, if there's anybody that wants to call in or speak on this, they can feel free to and just press one. So we are here finishing up. So um, TJ, any last yeah, words? Yeah, the lines are open. 
Yeah, the lines yeah, are open. If you ever want to call in or you want to call in now, that number is 661-467-2407. That is 661-467-2407. And if you would like to speak in the studio, let me know because we get many numbers that are in, but sometimes you might not want to speak. But if you dial that number and you want to speak, just press 1. And I will see your hand raised, and I will um, patch you in. <laughs> okay, so. and that last song was, was Jose Tito. Um, I didn't get the uh, the name of the song, but it was Jose Tito. And uh, we'll yes. be playing a lot more Espanol uh, uh, um, as time goes Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's oh, pretty that nice. So that pretty nice. So, yeah. Oh, so good. yeah, so let's yeah, just, they, just start to close things out. Um, any last words, uh, TJ, on Smokey? Um, well, you know, I just want people to know. A lot of people don't know how Smokey got his nickname, because you know his, his given name, or as we say, his government name is William Robinson Jr. But when Smokey was a little right. boy, he liked cowboy movies. His uncle Claude, who was his favorite uncle, who also was his godfather used to take him to cowboy music, movies, cowboy movies. And he <laughs> told Smokey, I got to get you a cowboy name. He asked, you know, he asked his uncle, I want a, I want a cowboy name. So the nickname was Smokey Joe. That was his nickname. So as he grew older over the years, you know, become a teenager, they dropped the Joe and it just stayed Smokey. A lot of people think that's because of his smoking bedroom eyes, but uh, <laughs> it's because right, uh, right. he wanted to be a cowboy when he was a little boy. And he wanted a cowboy name, Smokey Joe. So oh. that's where it comes from. Well, he can be so, anything he want to be now. He yeah. can be a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, he's paid his dues. Yeah, he's paid his dues for that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. Smokey, you know, he, the man, just his songwriting abilities amazed me. Just like when the Temptations, you know, the first, they signed in 61, didn't have a hit till 64, till, um, um, the way you do the things you do was a hit before my girl, I believe. Right. And right. Smokey wrote both of those songs, but it took him forever to get a hit on the Temptations. But he kept trying and trying and trying and kept pushing. And you know, as Smokey did, he made it through that wall and he got a as a matter of fact the first two hit songs were by Smokey. So, you know, the man is a talented man and he's still going strong, you know. he and Barry both are going strong. They were best friends. They worked at, at uh, was it Chrysler or Ford Fords. They worked at Fords together, uh, Ford Car Factory in Detroit. So, you know, they did yeah. a lot of things together, you know, and, and they've been together a long time, man, since they were like 17, 18 years old. And Smokey's oh, yeah. still going strong. He's still recording. He's still producing. And I can't wait to hear yeah. what he has next. That's what I want to hear. What, what I want to hear exactly what's coming out of the studio or who he's producing or what's going on and what songs he's writing. Well, I'll tell you, uh, what about brainchild you with Smokey. Smokey was a brainchild yeah. on both of them. Um, 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 uh, what you call it? Barry Gordy and Smokey by them working yeah. together. In them days and times, man, yeah. it was almost unheard of to be able to build a company like that. You know what I'm saying? So they had something special. Yeah. There was something yeah. special because that wasn't yeah, being definitely. done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any last words? Well, yeah. I mean, well uh, uh, William Robinson Jr. and 
go ahead. Oh, well, oh, I was well, going to say, if you look at that time, we had Motown in Detroit, we had Stacked in Memphis, and you had Philly International in Philadelphia with Gamble yeah. So uh, yeah. there was only three at the time, and they, you know, they they all had their own niche and their own feel and their own uh, style that they dealt with. But there was only three at the time, Billy, and at the one time, it was only one. So you're right. That, that, that's a lot of talent, and, and it takes a lot of perseverance to make it through uh, what was going on, you know, during that time in, in the country. Go ahead, Denise. Wow. Now, you are right. His name was William Robinson, Jr., and it says he was born he was born an African-American father and mother of African-American and French descent. And so and he was in a poor family in the north end area of Detroit, Michigan. And his uh-huh. ancestry is Nigerian, Scandinavian, Portuguese, and Cherokee. Interesting. Right. And you're right about yeah. his Uncle Clyde giving him the name Smokey Joe. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. He, wanted to be a cowboy. he said he dropped it at the age of Just 12. Just he became a cowboy, and... he would have a music week. Right. <laughs> he dropped it. Yeah, he dropped it at the age of 12. And, you know, um, he dropped that part of Joe, I guess. He just called himself Smokey. Yeah. He, and, you know, his attendance of a Northern High School. You knew that? Detroit Northern, yes. Yeah. I guess him and Aretha Franklin, they, um, they communicated a lot. And so, no, I think Smokey Robinson, you know, his career, um, the sound itself that, you know, he gave in his uh, music, very calming, very relaxing. And, oh, gosh, I wish people would just go back to singing in that style. It was very um, just relaxing music. I mean, uh, truth in it, life, you know, truth about life in it. So. Right. Anyway, Billy, I hope yeah. that uh, we have the pleasure of meeting him soon. Well, I think it's going to yes. happen. Um, it's just a matter of time now, um, and that would be an awesome meeting um, to be able to go back and, and just talk about, you know, the things I used to do by hearing this music. And, and like I said, he was actually another influencer. Um, Smoke was probably one of the first influencers. Um, outside of the family, you know, because I would sit there by the uh, by the record player, you know, and literally just be by the record player and and just listening to it and trying to sing it verbatim and try to sound as close as I could to him. Yeah, I was always good at those type of things, uh, being able to mimic mimic uh, other artists like uh, mimicking um, Smokey, mimicking uh, um, um, Eddie Kendricks. Uh, Philip Bailey, you know, I was good at that, but I had to actually come back uh, and, and and just break it down and just be me. So when you hear um, basically the music that you heard that was from me, that's just really basically my thought, that my that is my style. So I had to come to that because it's not always good um, to just sound identical to somebody unless you're taking replace mm. them like in in the miracles. Um, they had found somebody that sound like um, like Smokey, but 
he had put his own self in. You know what would be good? You know what would be awesome? If What's you that? could sing with him in the studio. Yeah, that Whoa. would be You guys oh, man, do a song together. Oh, my God. That would be, uh, that'd be the, hey, that would be the game right there. That'd be the real stuff there. That would just, I'll tell you, that would be, uh, that'd be the best, <laughs> the best gift that I could ever ask for. There's two people. Well, maybe that can happen, huh? Yeah. Hey, I think There's we need to talk to Mr. Billy Wilson. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do, Denise. We need it. Yeah. We need to put in put in our bid for that. Let's do that. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I would, uh, you know, me personally, I would love to. There's two artists that I would love to do something to duet with, and that would be Smokey, and second off would be Philip Bailey. And I yeah. am yet, because I haven't talked with uh, um, Verdine and those guys in a few years, but it would be nice to do that. And also with Billy, I'll talk with Billy and see whether he can make uh, something happen work. Because I know Smokey goes in, into Detroit periodically, even though he's on Kelly, you know. So yeah. that's what's going on. So, yeah. So we got to, you got to take it and uh, make that, put that in the atmosphere, you know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. what we're doing. That's right, definitely. Yes, mm-hmm. we definitely do. Yeah. We most definitely got to get them two together, cousins. That will be yeah, just so awesome to hear you guys yeah. singing yeah. together. That, Me and yeah. TJ will sit there yeah. and listen. <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah, that, was, uh, that day, was something. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, definitely. So let's, okay, so I think at this point in time, um, we can wrap it up. We don't have any uh, last-minute callers. Uh, we've got about seven minutes left, so we can actually call it a a wrap. If you guys don't oh. have any other thing you want to see, you know. Yeah, well, well, I just want to add we, one more I, thing we about sent Smokey. Out love. Oh, Smokey, go ahead. Because mm-hmm. I, I wanted I to say we sending our love Smokey. out to Mr. Billy Wilson, and we are looking forward yes. to um, to him coming back really, really soon. And we know that he was yeah, on yeah. work and working and doing things, and we're going to be so excited to have Mr. Billy back, too. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yes, nice. definitely. Big time, big it's time. Gonna be nice. yeah. um, I just wanted to add one more thing about Smokey. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1988. So he is in there. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's call tonight. Yeah. And let's uh keep the love flowing. Um and let's uh keep going. We'll talk next week and we'll have some other interesting things to talk about along the way. So everybody oh, have yeah. a good week. And for the people that are listening, we love you all dearly. And we'll see you next week, same time, same station, eight to ten. Billy and Billy, the Motown alumni. On the CRS yeah. radio, the knowledge station. We're out of here. Bye bye. Bye bye.